In Marvel Studios' Loki, the mercurial villain Loki, played by Tom Hiddleston, resumes his role as the god of mischief in a new series that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Me and Mr. Fink have both watched all of the Marvel Disney Plus shows so far. WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and now the current one, which is Loki. Uh, A little bit different this time. The show has not finished yet, or I should say the season has not finished yet. But Fink and I were so excited. We wanted to talk about it. It's been so good. Well, what you been thinking? First of, first of all, I had my thoughts completely together and ready to go until I heard the word mercurial. <laughs> I, you know, based off of context clues and what I know about the show, I, I might be able to guess what it is. But as soon as I heard that, I like, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that word, but <laughs> I need to get that off my chest before I dive in. But you kind of foreshadowed a little bit. We like this show so much that we wanted to jump on it, you know, oh, yeah. jump on that train, that social media train. No, not really. We don't really care <laughs> that much about it. But just in general, people talking about it, us really enjoying it. Um, and also, I would say enough there to talk about yeah. where it's not necessarily not talking down the other two um, and especially not WandaVision. The other two, one of the other two Marvel kind of spinoffs, um, not spinoffs, but tie-ins, but mm-hmm. TV shows, you could kind of just like sum it up relatively quick. The, this one feels a little bit deeper. It's like maybe where I didn't necessarily watch Doctor Who, but like maybe Doctor Who for beginners a little bit, but maybe oh, not right. even beginners, just like straight up the same similar thing. Yeah. Um, but overall, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I have further thoughts on it, but what are your initial thoughts on it? Because you have much more experience Loki because I don't where I've been d- diving deeper in the Marvel universe in the comic books I've really not come across Loki storylines yet yes. um that's not one of the ones I've really dived into and I was thinking about doing that before this episode but I kind of want to just go into it with me only knowing the movie the Tom Huddleston character so what I mean I know you like the show basically everyone likes the show but what are your initial thoughts on this and maybe your experiences with Loki I might put this at the top of my favorite Marvel show once it's all said and done. We've at the time of recording, we've had four out of six episodes. So it hasn't finished yet. There's still a chance the last two episodes might run off the rails. But in every interview that I've watched or listened to on a podcast with Tom Hiddleston, he said episode the end of episode four and the beginning of episode five was when the show like really picked up for him. It was his favorite episodes to film. And he was like, I can't wait until you guys see what happens in episode four. So I've been anticipating this. Um, people who are not like me and watch every single episode of I mean, every interview that the actors do did not hear a lot of that information when, when he was saying episode four, episode five is the ones to look out for. So when I, when I looked at the episode number this week, I was like, Oh, this is it. This is the one. And it did not disappoint. This is uh, this episode four. This last one that we just watched was fantastic. I I'm really loving all of the, and you mentioned Dr. Who the timey wimey um, things that like, I love time travel anyway. Back to the Future is my favorite movie of all time. So anything that deals with time travel, parallel universes, multiple realities, you know, me me and you are both big Rick and Morty fans. Like, I love all of that stuff. So this is giving me all of that plus the Marvel Universe on top of all that. So, like, this is a perfect show for me. And I've just been loving every episode. Every episode, me and you talk up oh, another banger oh, another banger another, another great episode. Yep. so i have not been disappointed uh with with any of these episodes so i'm I'm really looking forward to see where they go especially and, because i was gonna say especially because loki died in avengers endgame so not only us as the audience but tom hiddleston even said yeah i've said goodbye to this character a number of times so i don't know what's going to happen after this show um so i, I want to see what they do are they going to bring him back into the movies or is he going to stay like this is just an alternate parallel thing? And uh, I will say uh, we've been bad about this in the past, but I will say <laughs> this is a spoiler filled yes. discussion of the show. I kind of thought about it. You know, we've done 10 episodes and jumped straight into just spoiling every single TV show. We really yeah. haven't done anything 
too too hard yet on Loki. You know, maybe some of the other uh, MCU movies, but that's free game. Um, if this is your first time listening, because I know we've got so many new tens of thousands of new oh, yeah. listeners tens you know, of listeners tens we got- of listeners <laughs> out there yeah. um so this is spoiler filled yes but i uh right off the top you have you know the recognizable faces of hey we found uh we found an actor actress we like like hollywood does out of the um what's her name i don't actually don't know her name but the tva um kind of soldier who is also in Lovecraft country. She's great in this. And, uh, she's one of those one faces you see and you're like, Oh, I recognize her. She's, uh, getting work around Hollywood. But besides her, I really didn't recognize many other people, you know, says Owen Wilson and mm-hmm. Tom Huddleston, yeah. Hiddleston, Hiddleston, right. Right off the top. There were kind of a good amount of new ish faces. I think, you know, my relatively educated MCU brain. Well, I would say, Besides Owen Wilson, the other big one is the lady who plays, like, the the time police, um, the head of the TVA, basically. Uh, and both of those ladies, the, the one you mentioned and her, have very uh, not American-friendly names for pronunciation. Gugu. Oh, yeah. They're and Vatha Raw. Um, I knew her from Black Mirror. In the San Junipero episode, yep, yep, that was where I knew her from, and I've seen her in um, Beyond the Lights. That uh, was a movie in in 2014. She was in Beauty and the Beast, and then The Morning Show on Apple TV. So she's got like a nice little uh, string of stuff going on. She's British, and the actor that was in um, the other one is Win. I'm sorry, One Me Mosaku. Um, she's a also a British actor. Um, so. Like you said, uh, she's been in Lovecraft Country, Luther. Um, so she's got a nice little career going. But yep. both of them have put in great performances. Um, and Tom Hiddleston and the female Loki, Sylvie, um, I think both of them have done fantastic um, in and their I didn't, roles. I, I really hadn't recognized her from yeah, I didn't the either. top of my head. Um and that was kind of I was like, okay, yep. I kind of think I've seen this person before in a movie or TV show, but um, which was cool to see, you know, newer newer people. It's yeah, such a, such a large universe that there's there's room for everyone who has talent apparently in right. Hollywood in, in the MCU. Everybody's well, in the MCU, no matter like if you're an actor, you're eventually going to be in the MCU. I feel like, um, and even oh, the actor that played Sylvia was um, Sophia Di Martino. Um, and I'm looking at she. She was in Atomic Blonde in solid, 2017. Solid enough. Solid enough. Oh, Martino. She's from. She's she from New York. Yes, Sylvie. Uh, and I saw her on Twitter. I was looking at um, some stuff she was posting. Yeah, she hasn't been in too many big things. Um, so you have a full grasp of the timeline. I'm sure. I have a general idea just from you know, timeline rules and watching a fair amount of time yes. travel movies. Mm-hmm. So Loki is dead in a timeline. Yes. You know, some some timeline Loki is dead. And you see that in seeing the infinity, uh, infinity stones as like paperweights. Yes. So you're like, okay, what is going on here? So I guess Loki is dead in one of the things we were watching. Yes. Like in what I'm, I, it feels like in the direction it may be going, and you probably have a much more grasp of this, is that like, it's just now going to be bouncing around in a different timeline with superheroes kind of thing. Or not bouncing around, maybe. But, hey, this is now just another timeline with different characters. Maybe not even the same ones. Yeah. So, basically, if you remember in Endgame, what they had to do was, in order to... Thanos snapped away half of the universe. So, in order to bring all of those people back, they had to go back in time and stop him before he snapped. And that they were able to bring back everyone who ever died in the snap, right? So that's the same thing for Loki, kind of. He was dead in that original timeline that we watched through all of those Marvel movies. He died. Thanos, like, snapped his neck. But then this Loki was taken from that that same timeline, but at the first at the end of the first Avengers movie, that's where this one comes from. So he was like the same Loki that we were watching, but he just got plucked 
before the events that we saw in, in the other Avengers movies. So, yeah, I don't know if he's now going to be the Loki of the Marvel Universe going forward. I really want to see who's behind the TVA because there's a lot of theories running around and I don't want to get too far into it because this happened with WandaVision going week to week. It was like, all right, this is Mephisto. This is Mephisto. Okay. That's um, the Quicksilver from the X-Men universe. Like, and we talked about it on our WandaVision episode. When you get, when you're watching it week to week and you're having like the water cooler conversation, it's fun to speculate but then when it turns out like all of those theories are wrong, you're like, oh, wait a minute. What was the point of all that? So with Loki, there's a big uh, rumor or speculation right now that Kang is behind everything. And, and Kang is a villain in the Marvel Universe. He's a big, big time villain. He's up there with Thanos um, as far as bad guys. And he's already been cast. Speaking of Lovecraft Country, it's the guy, the main guy from Love, Lovecraft oh, Country. Oh, hype. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's playing Kang. And it's going to be in Ant-Man 3. So that's next, I want to say it's like next March or something. Uh, but that movie is coming up pretty quickly. So we already know Kang is is in the Marvel Universe, right? Like it's not like he's a theory. But we don't know if he's going to be in Loki. The reason why everybody's speculating is because Kang's whole deal, right? Like with Thanos, it was the Infinity Gauntlet um, snapping away everybody. That was like his thing from the comics too. That was what he was known for, was always trying to chase after, number one, death, which is, in the Marvel Universe, death is a female, like, there is actually a physical embodiment of death, and Thanos is always trying to please her, and so everything he does, including snapping away half the galaxy, is for her. So in the movies, they don't have that. Um, in the movies, like, he's just about balance and order. Um, so on that level, Kang's thing like what his what he does everything for is to become master of the timeline like master of time basically so every storyline with kang is always about he's from the future he comes to the past and the, the avengers have to fight him and stop him from taking over the timeline so that's like that's every time you see him it's always about him traveling through time so that makes perfect sense for this show and for the time you know the tva but i don't think it's going to be i think what they want to do is introduce him only in the movie i don't think they want to introduce him in the tv show and then in the movie i think they want to save like his introduction i could be wrong but i just with wandavision i went too far down okay this has to connect to this this has to connect to this i just don't think disney wants to do that at this time i hope they do but i don't think they will ladies and gentlemen if you needed <laughs> A deep cut, deep dive yes. into yeah. Loki in under four and a half minutes. You just got it. I, you know, I don't know if it's just the brownies are hitting or what, <laughs> but I was, I was like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was like nodding. That was a, uh, that was great. And I, I, I love hearing all the um, different. Not even theories, just the actual storylines that were going on yes. in the comic books that can be potentially tied in. Because what is really cool is it seems like all of them are either you know picking and choosing which one they want to use, and then every once in a while they're using an actual storyline and just tweaking it a little bit. So it's really cool to hear because almost everybody says a version of kind of what happens. Mm -hmm. um, at least with like WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier, I feel like you brought up. Um, what kind of ultimately happened towards the end of yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And Thor is dead, right? No, so he Fuck. did lose his eye. Okay. okay. Um, in in Thor S 3, similar. he lost his eye. But if you remember in Endgame, he was Fat Thor. Yep. And then he got, like, he he wielded two hammers at one point. Now, he did lose his hammer. I don't know if you remember this. In the third Thor movie, his sister, Hela, broke his hammer. And so he f he felt like he was unworthy after that. But what he did is he went back in the timeline and got the hammer from that time period and came back and, and fought Thanos with it. So Thor is alive. He's actually, we're thinking, going to team up with Guardians of the Galaxy because that was what we saw at the end of um, 
at the end of Endgame, he went off with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So we think he's going to team up with them in their next movie. But me and you love uh, Taika Waititi. They've already wrapped on Thor 4, which is uh, Love and Thunder. And you know it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. If it's Taika Waititi's directing it, writing it, you know it's going to be good. And the speculation in that one is we know that Jane Foster is coming back, and that's Natalie Portman after, let's see, I think she wasn't in Thor 3. She was in the original. Yeah, she was in the original. I don't think she was in 2 now that I, I think about I don't think she it. was in anything else besides the original. Yeah, because there was like contract disputes yep. or something. She was making that paper. <laughs> so it was weird because she came back for the end game, like uh, red carpet, and like people were like, why is she here? And then in end game, there was like one scene where Thor went back in time to around Thor 2, and she, you saw her, but it was like the back of her head. And I was like, that could have been anybody. That could have been a stunt double. Why did she need to be there? Anyways, I think it was because she was working on the next Thor movie. So in the comics, Jane Foster becomes Thor. This was a, a more recent storyline where she became worthy and she be, she took the hammer. She picked up Mjolnir and she became Thor. And that, actually, I would recommend that um, series to you. That the Lady Thor storyline is really good. You have suggested it probably f- over five ish years, you know, one of those ones where you've thrown it out there is really good, but uh, hey, I'll add it to my <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah, you will like that one. Um, so yeah, Thor 4 is coming, he is in that movie, and I think I'm trying to think of anything else. Yeah, like I said, we don't know if Loki is in that movie because we don't know what's going to happen at the end of, of this series yet. Um, but there's a ton of comic book tie-ins and Easter eggs. Um, is Lamentis one an Easter egg at all? Because I, I didn't know if that was just, they're like, hey, this is the moon. And they're like, what's Lamentis? And they just explained it was a moon. But I didn't know it was a deeper something in the books or whatever because it wasn't really stuck on in the show. Yeah, it's not like a huge deal. But it is where... Um, Okay, if you remember Guardians of the Galaxy, the first movie, the people that um, are kind of like the police force in space in that movie, that's kind of like their um, their moon. And this is supposed to be 2077. It's supposed to be the future of that moon, which is getting destroyed. Um, and th- those people, we're really hoping to see um, a, a character who's kind of like, think about Green Lantern in the Marvel Universe. His name is Nova. Um, the Nova Corps and Nova himself have been hinted at in the movies, but we haven't seen anything yet. So we're hoping that he comes um, in the next like wave of movies. They haven't announced anything yet. Disney announced a bunch of movies, including Blade, that's coming out that they're working on, but nothing for Nova. But anyways, those guys are from like Lamentus one. That's it's, it's a, uh, a moon of yeah, their Yeah, So there's planet. a little bit of more significance yeah. than, uh, than just them running. Yeah. It's not know, like just a, yeah, yeah. Um, a one time, like, Oh, yep. here we go. We made up this one. That's what uh, I thought. I was like, that seems like if I knew a little bit more, I'd be like, Hey, that's what that's from. Yeah. But I wasn't like when I, so there's certain things that I see in the show and I'll be like, ah, and my wife's like, what? I don't like, you know, she doesn't know what I'm, I'm geeking out over. But Lamentus One, when I saw that, it wasn't like, oh, that's that's amazing. That's a Lamentus okay, it's One. It's just a thing. It's just yeah. a thing. Um, but yeah, that episode and that, um, you know, them being at that nexus point where it's an apocalypse, it seems like their only way off, you know, is being destroyed. You're like, what's going to happen? And that cliffhanger of the third episode was great. And then when you see him in the fourth episode, I was thinking, I was like, the only way they can get off is if somebody shows up and saves him. It has to be somebody from the TVA. So that was like, um, that that whole planet looked really good, though. That that moon and all the special oh, yeah. effects. Oh, yeah. So I really like that. Um, but also another thing with her, the, the lady Sylvie, she was, so they gave away her name in the Spanish subtitles, like the Spanish... Um, broadcast of of Loki in the Spanish subtitles, or I'm sorry, credits, I'm sorry. In the Spanish credits, they gave away her name as Sylvie. At that point, we didn't know who she was. Sylvie 
is a character in the comics called the Enchantress. And she's been a villain for a long time. Like she goes back, like she's kind of like Magneto, you know, she goes back to the sixties. Um, and she's always been kind of like a Loki, but a little bit more evil. She's always, um, using magic basically. So she's been like a Dr. Strange villain, um, a Thor villain. And, it fit everything perfect because she's blonde. Like she looks like this character. Her name is Sylvie. So, and she talks about enchanting people all the time in Loki. So everybody was like, Oh, it's the enchantress. It's the enchantress. But it looks like what they're doing is she is just a, a lady version of Loki, not the actual enchantress. But I think this is like going to be the closest thing we get in the Marvel universe to the enchantress is going to be this Loki variant. And and here's another thing. There has been a lady version of Loki for a little while, a couple of years ago. So what happened was in Ragnarok, all the Asgardians died, but they always come back. So in coming back to life, they had to like choose these bodies. Well, Loki stole Sif's body. Now, Sif is the lady that you see in episode four when she when he cut her hair and she comes in and she's like, you like slaps him and and she's all mad. Sif, he stole her body and he came back as Lady Loki. So he was running around as a woman for a while. And they've talked about, you know, his gender being fluid on the show. And, and you know, he's he's kind of like, oh, yeah, I like guys and girls. So that was kind of the start of, of a lot of that stuff. Because Loki's been a man since his introduction, like in the 60s. Because obviously Loki goes back to Norse mythology with Thor and Odin and all those guys. Like these are, he's an actual character that Marvel took and said, all right, now he's a superhero. So he's always been a male. He's always been that way, the way that he looks. They just recently started to play around with his gender and, you know, his uh, femininity. And they've done that kind of with the Joker too at DC, but Loki's kind of like that same type of character. So he's been a, a woman and he's been a kid. I did not know that. Yes, he's been both. And then now he's back to being like a man in the current comics. Um, but that was everybody when they saw her, they were like, oh, it's Lady Loki. Yeah. And then when they saw her name in the Spanish subtitles, oh, okay, it's the Enchantress. And then now we we found out in the fourth episode, oh, no, it is actually just a, a lady from a different timeline. And have you, uh, have you noticed how like the intros have changed from kind of show to show? Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually just noticed that on I was rewatching like episode one, and Ooh. I was like, okay, like, well, in general, thinking about all the Marvel movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. like how they've evolved and changed. I just thought about that. Oh, but, nice. Um, yeah, no, you another deep cut hey, from Lee Vactor. Yeah. This is why they call him <laughs> the King of Marvel. <laughs> that's why they call him. That's that's why we had to start a campaign. To, teach everyone his real name they just kept calling him the king of marvel for so long and because of stuff like this oh and then you have uh owen wilson not owen wilson tom tom hiddleston as uh db cooper was pretty funny oh yeah that was great and uh, uh the oh, that was and owen wilson talking about the early 90s was making me laugh <laughs> so i was like this is great because he know they know they know their audience yeah. they know the age of the people watching and jet skis <laughs> and it's funny because they've set up the jet ski so many times they can't not show him on a jet ski so when they when they showed him getting pruned and it was like oh no they killed him i was like they didn't kill him he's coming back they got to show him on a jet ski and even if it's not him it's a, it'll be a variant of him like the, yep. we will see lo- mark my words we will f- see um i was gonna say mobius. tom hiddleston uh, we will see mobius on a jet ski before wow. this this series is over wow <laughs> oh one more Kang reference I forgot to mention, or, or Kang tie-in. So the girl that plays um, the Judge Ravana Renslayer, she's like the the what we know as the head of the the Time Police. Um, she is in the comics like Kang's girlfriend. So that's another reason why everybody's like, oh, it's got to be Kang. Kang's got to be involved somehow. He's got to be the one behind the TVA, and even. You know how you saw those three faces throughout? Like, you saw the figures before yep. this latest episode when we saw these animatronic guys. Yeah. Throughout the show, they've been showing these um, faces. One of the faces kind of looks like that actor that is playing Kang. So, 
That was another thing people mm. were like, that's got to be him. Very interesting. But I think, in my opinion, it's just them trying to throw us off again. Oh, they're effing with us. It's going to be Ralph another. Boner. Ralph Boner. That's Ralph Boner. Ralph exactly Boner. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's going to be another boner. Uh, another, another boner at it again. <laughs> another boner another, joke. Another boner joke so, on a TV show. Um, but yeah, Richards. It was cool that they've kind of flipped who you thought was the bad guys in the movie, you know, in this show, to now Loki and, and Sylvie are like the heroes of the show. Yep. Yep. So I can't TV's wait to see what happens. You. Yep. And I, um, I too, this is probably, well, no, this is, I mean, I really loved WandaVision. Um, yeah. I think I like Loki more, but mm-hmm. it's one of those things where they're real neck and neck still. Yeah. Um, yes. cause I really just, I think, uh, the Olsen is pretty great, but I like I like the duo in this one better than the duo in WandaVision. I like Ooh, Owen Wilson okay. and Tom Hiddleston more than Elizabeth Olsen um, and uh, can't, I don't know. I can't remember his name. Uh, Vision. Yeah. Vision's an uh, actor. But um, I mean, I, I think Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston are great in this. Owen Wilson's great the whole time. Uh, Oh, Paul the, Bettany. Paul Bettany. Yeah, yeah, mission. Paul Bettany. Yeah. The back and forth between them when oh, uh, yeah. they'll like foil planes. Like, oh, let me guess. Your plan was to do this. And you see Tom Hiddleston's like face like go down. And like, he's so good at that. Like, Loki is probably one of, you know, top three character I enjoy watching on screen from the MCU. Um, yeah, basically, hands down. He's just, it's so fun, entertaining. You, you also kind of see the heart in him too. And he's, he's kind of, it's hard to be like, okay, is this a bad person or can he just not help it? Yeah. I think he just can't help it. Yeah. And the psychology of Loki, what makes a Loki Loki, right? Yep. That has been explored in this series and that has been entertaining to watch and also kind of, you know, thought provoking. Like when you're thinking about it, I liked seeing, what makes him tick what makes him say i have to cause mischief and they they got to kind of the you're always going to be alone you're alone and you're always going to be alone right like they got into that a little bit on the latest episode and it is it's kind of weird that he's like falling in love with himself but then it also like makes Makes perfect sense sense. yeah it makes sense (laughs) i i really liked that kind of twist and even like like you were saying with with the owen wilson and tom hiddleston that dynamic was great and like i loved i loved all the like buddy cup between those two i also really liked the back and forth with him and sylvia on the train and when they just like hated each other yep and we're going back and forth all that stuff was was funny to me you know the one thing i will say i would say to me is the weakest part of the show and I don't know if you've noticed this watching it multiple times, is the fight scenes. A lot of the, like the choreography and even just the fighting itself just doesn't feel like, you know, top notch. I, I, would, I would agree with that. It's just kind of like, it feels like stage. Yeah. Like, it's oh, just, I'm going to run across this <laughs> battlefield. Yeah. Oh, oh, a, here's a, a haymaker, right? Like, it's just... <laughs> Right. And I've kind of felt that way in not, I wouldn't say the majority of Marvel uh, movies or shows, but there's times where I'm just like, all right, I get it. Like, they're going to fly around, blast at each other, <laughs> get thrown into a building. Okay, yeah, let's go. But then there's other times where there's really cool maneuvers they do. So it's a little yeah. half and half. But this one, I don't, I haven't seen a whole lot. It's, I, nothing sticks out to me as far as the action goes in yeah. this TV show. And I've heard people say it's because it's a TV budget, but. I also there's think a whole about, you can also see the I don't know look at some of that CGI and you're like okay TV yeah, budget question mark yeah because and even it, even if it's like okay you don't have that much you know to spend on fight choreography think about like Daredevil on Netflix you know I think th- yep. it can yeah, be yeah they done. can do it yeah, yeah they can so do it. I just don't know maybe they're just not concerned with that like the yeah that may, just maybe not prioritize in their yeah. shooting so that would be my one. Thing. I love everything else about the show. I just I, I could stand to see better fight choreography because I I love martial arts and I'm looking forward to this uh, Shang Chi movie that's coming up. That's actually after Black Widow, which comes out next week. Shang Chi is next in September, and he's like if if you want to go down the list of of top ten 
Marvel fighters, he's number one. Like he's him and Iron Fist are like neck and neck for the best fighters. And I'm sure the fight scenes are going to be good in that. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I like I said, those that's the only bad thing I can say about Loki. And, and we don't have a whole bunch; it's only four episodes. But is there something that stood out to you that you didn't like? Um, that I didn't like? No, I mean. It was really dark on my TV. Yeah. I gotta say, it yeah. was super dark on my TV. Like, when I was rewatching, like, in the middle of the day when I was watching, it was right. kind of glary. And I don't have, I mean, obviously, I've, I've had a high-definition TV, but I don't have necessarily a, a new one that has that has great, I guess, whatever, lighting HDR. and dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah HDR. So mm-hmm. that might actually be one of my only ones. Nothing was too, too bad for me. I mean, I was able to mostly follow the timeline stuff to the extent that I can follow most timeline stories where I'm like, yep, yep, I'm following it. But if I look away for two minutes and I look back on the screen, I'm like, shit, <laughs> shit, okay. Um, okay, I think I'm pretty sure. Like, when it was going, okay, there's multiple Lokis, like, I, I don't think I caught that for like three minutes. Hmm. When I, when, so I was like, okay. And the second time around, I obviously knew about it. But I remember when I was watching, I was like, I had to think about it. I was like, okay, I think that's what he said. <laughs> all right and it was like dark on the screen and so i kind of got lost in translation a little bit nothing too much stuck out to me and i um i look forward to following more of loki as he is slowly becoming one of my favorite characters hey. and characters brings me on to our next topic here if you are not interested in comic books what i would do is keep it on because we're just going to talk about it for yeah. five ten minutes tying some cool stuff because I would say most of the things we're going to bring up, at least my current reading stuff or uh, enjoyed, is not your traditional, you know, man in tight superhero Marvel stuff. In fact, my the few of my favorite ones aren't even; they're all indies. So, hey. yep, we're. Uh, I'm actually just going to get to here. I'm going to. Here's what I'm going to do, Factor. I'm just going to list off all the ones that I'm reading right now in general, and you pick some. Just you know, what you maybe have heard or know about. And okay. I know some of these you're going to know, know about. Um, but ones I'm going through right now that are current are the good Asian serial Carmen. Um, here's one I just started like the other night that I know you're going to like, and probably have something to say about paper girls. Yeah, yes. I'm going through, essentially I've read all of the star. I've read like 75 issues of star Wars. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I just kept reading it and yes. reading it. Um, the good Asian. I don't know if I said that sword. Yes. I don't think, I don't know if you've read or not read Sword, but I know you know so much about the storyline. You yes. might have something to say about Way of X, Immortal Hulk. I got Daredevil. I didn't write that down. Yes. Yes. Um, so as far as just the ones that I just screamed out into the mic, <laughs> which one would you say would stand out to not even be like, oh, you need to read this, or like you have some peaks your interest the most? It could be one of the older ones, something going on now, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I, I would really like to hear your thoughts on number both of – the um, Star Wars and Paper Girls are the ones that stand out to me. Um, I have kind of like ties to both of them in other ways because number one, Star Wars is one of the things I love the most in pop culture. I do a Star Wars podcast called oh, Protocol plug 13. It, plug it, plug it. <laughs> which you can check out on Anchor or any other podcast place. But Star Wars is is something that I've loved. And in general... The Star Wars comics have been fantastic ever since they were bought by Disney and like teamed up with Marvel. I have or I should I should say since Marvel got the license back because for a long time it was like Dark Horse and um indie indie uh, publishing houses which actually Dark Horse still publishes some of them but the the majority of them are on Marvel now. All of them have been good. There's only one that stands out to me that I didn't like, and that was the Princess Leia miniseries, which is kind of crazy because it was written by Mark Wade, who's one of my favorite writers. Um, but everything else has been great. So I really want to hear your thoughts on Star Wars. And then Paper Girls is written by Brian K. Vaughn, who's oh, my yeah. favorite writer KV. of all time. Yeah, so Star Wars, I think that they're the best star wars storylines of anything actually nice. i mean i enjoy them uh to say way more than the movies is too strong of a word nice. i actually am able to follow them i know what's going on if you ask me what's going on i can answer which is cool yeah. um you, you really start to get what's really cool with the obi-wan and anakin what i'm on yes. now is you actually start to get to see that like hey anakin didn't really want to 
be oh spoiler alerts guys <laughs> spoiler alerts on everything as usual yes anakin kind of didn't really want to be a jedi yes. he didn't even really agree with the government he's yes. it, like you start to actually see that he was kind of a rebel in yes. like a special it's you kind of think of um you know a, a highly talented tumultuous young guy put into like a special forces unit in the like if you think classic military style movies and then he's like wait no f the government (laughs) that's basically what anakin did he said he went like che guavera on the galaxy and that and and you see in the movies too a little bit you're like oh yep nope his his girl died he's no he's sad he's really (laughs) mad so he's killing it became hitler because yeah. the girl died yeah and it's like it's always like all right i guess and that's where i would talk about a lot with star wars i'm like yeah yeah the story yeah okay guys you're worried about the story <laughs> okay like whatever like like what do you mean what and obviously there's a story but i i just never had my skin in the game like that reading the comic books puts me way more in it um because they do a good job of character development and yes. it's not just the pew pew and not saying all the sh- all the movies are but a lot of the movies are just the pew yeah. pew but f- i enjoy all the pew pew so that's okay that is not a pejorative when i say it um but i think i am enjoying the obi-wan and anakin uh, uh storyline i'm on now i just read books one through five nice um and i read star wars one to 75 with some vader in there with yes. some uh what's her name uh, a part arthur arthur I can't remember her name. Oh, Afra. Afra, yeah, yes. yeah. And they threw some. It was. I read all the volumes, so they threw some like singles of those in there. Oh, okay. And I and I really liked all those, but yes. I really like the Obi Wan and um, Anakin storyline nice. more. Um, I also I, I think it's because there's way less Leia in there too. Because I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really. I don't know. I don't know why. I just don't care about Leia. Like I don't. Her character is maybe just like not. And I actually don't even like Han Solo that much either. He's kind mm-hmm. of. He's kind of boring. Like he's kind of lame and yeah. like boring character. Just such a like a caricature. Actually, like Han Solo is such a caricature at this right. point. And like you know, watching TV shows and movies, that he's not that character is that interesting to me. And there's probably a reason why there's not really a Han Solo in the movies anymore. But um, <laughs> so I've been really enjoying Star Wars. I am gonna go back when I'm back because it's. Um, you don't really miss it and you always go back in comics but uh, the Vader lines and that's part of the what I'm doing with Obi-Wan and Anakin is I found like an article online saying hey read these few things before you read Vader if you have time so I'm like yep might as well let me read these (laughs) because with this iPad it is just the iPad is the comic book reader Um, and Paper Girls is going to be probably one of my like top seven like favorite um, comics of all time Um, which is not that shocking because brian so he's a uh, scott pilgrim right no so um he did why the last man oh yep yep why yeah um, why, why, saga why, why. ex machina and then he he's he had written a bunch of like things that were not his own so he did like ultimate x-men uh he did a wolverine like a logan miniseries um he did a bunch of of other things but his creator own stuff is the one Everything he's done at Image and then for Vertigo, those are the things that he's really well known for. And, and Saga is the, the only one that's still going on. Um, so that's the ones that you really want to yeah, read. Yeah, and, well, and I've read Why and Saga. Yes. And allegedly, I mean, that's, I've, so what I've heard, I've just started actually being in the in the loop, I'd say, in the comic book world in the last three to six months. But yes. um, word on the streets is Saga actually is kind of within the next 12 to 18 months of restarting. Um, but according to the people who I heard that from is, well, we've kind of been hearing that for a while, but rumblings on the streets are, there was like a screenshot of blah, blah, whatever, Dang, whatever. So that might caught be... Up. Yeah, that would be kicking back up here soon. So yes. both those that stick out on there, I am highly enjoying. I'm liking Star Wars because it kind of makes me appreciate Star Wars more. I have to say, though, all these indies, I would say pound for pound, I do like more than probably any of the Marvel ones I'm reading or just the big publishers. Like Immortal Hulk is very good and Daredevil is very good. Like So I like – I probably like um, Daredevil – more than Star Wars, if you don't count Obi Wan. So I think Obi Wan and Anakin are my, is by far like my favorite nice. stuff in the Star Wars stuff yeah. right now. Um, Sword is like fine to me. That's it's interesting to see these characters. Way of X is really cool. Um, that's one another one I'm reading. But the ones I'm really liking are the Good Asian Serial and Carmen. Nice. Now I I was able to get you to read Carmen issue one. Yes. 
I know your opinion on the art, but what was your, so I really liked, I read all, I'm completely caught up at four or five issues. I really like this book because it's not, well, I haven't read a whole <laughs> lot of comic books over years, you know, decades. It's more of like sparsely over 10 yeah. years. So maybe there are a lot of books like this out there. Um, but to me, as far as active ones I'm reading, it's definitely one of the only ones. It's, I like kind of the comedy in it. It's super, it's pretty, it's very dark. Actually, yeah. I'd say it's very dark. There is some really great comedy in there too. Um, yada, yada, yada. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I just read the first issue, but it definitely captured my attention and I will continue with it. Um, it's, it's not like it's necessarily doing anything specifically like new, but everything it's doing in this, in the first issue at least is fantastic. And I, I did, when I texted you earlier, I said, this art is and then the chef's kiss emoji oh um, yes oh yes i love like f- just from the cover alone i was like that would be something that would cause me if you you had recommended it to me but if i had seen it like on the shelf i bet you that cover would have captured my attention and said oh what is this and i probably would have picked it up um i love gilliam march's um he he did a, a lot of batman art um so i always love to see when creators are able to to get their own stuff, especially at image, because I don't know if you know this, but everything at Marvel and DC, the creators don't own. So yep, actually they get, we knew that it's kind of like a contractor. Basically they get paid for their work and then that's it. They leave, you know, their work can be turned into a TV show. It could be turned into a movie and they'll get like little, if you watch a lot of the Avengers movies, it'll say in the credits, uh, special thanks to Ed Brubaker but we're not going to give him any money for this. Like he gets no cut of that. It's like, oh, you get a little special shout out in the credits. When they go to image, what I really love is they get a hundred percent of the cut. Like they get all the, you know, marketing, merchandising, uh, not marketing, merchandising, um, every like residual, every back end, everything goes to the actual artist. So whenever you're reading these books, not only is it, you're really enjoying, you know, not having specifically like big name superheroes, but you're also supporting these guys, these creators. So I like everything that Image does, and that's why they were formed. I don't know. If, I don't know if you know this, but there's actually nope, a good documentary. A lot of the or all of the Image founders were guys that were working at Marvel and DC that were kind of like, wait a minute, why are we not getting paid for this? Like, why are we're we're the ones? that people want to see. And this was in the nineties. This was in the early nineties when you had people like Todd McFarlane. I know you know him oh, cre- yeah. creator of spawn. Um, he was like the biggest name in comics when he was doing Spider-Man. Everybody was reading Spider-Man because of him. He was selling millions of books. Like every book was a million, 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 million today. Like a big book is like a hundred thousand. So in the early nineties, like you're selling a million copies, every issue, just because, mostly because of the artwork. Um, Jim Lee was the same way. He was on X-Men, and he, when they redid it um, as X-Men number one, that became the highest, I think it is still to this day, the highest selling comic, individual comic book of all time is X-Men number one by Jim Lee. So it was, all of these guys were, they were like the rock stars of the comic book industry. They were the the people that you really love to, to hear about. And they said, we can go do it on our own. So they all went and and just created Image together to the point where they said, we're going to pay the creators. Image is going to be about the creators. And you see that today with Robert Kirkman. When you have something that takes off, like Walking Dead or like Invincible, you're going to get rewarded for it. Like Robert Kirkman is a very rich man today because his creations took off and were popular. You're not going to get that at Marvel and DC. So image well, is like where you want to be. Yeah. And with image in the books, I look forward to that come out monthly on my pool are all image with the good Asian serial yes. yes. Carmen time before time Geiger. And what I've come to learn over the last few months and kind of diving in this is a lot of these writers are at image because they have an idea kind of for a TV show, oh, I, yeah. you yes. know, walking yes. dead model of 17 uh-huh. seasons or whatever. hundred percent. So and, like, 
Go on, actually. Yeah, even no, movies. Some- a lot of these comics, and not even just image. Like I've seen it at Dark Horse. I've seen it at a bunch of these indie comic um, labels. People are writing screenplays. Basically, they they yep. are writing comics just yep. to with get, the storyboard. I mean, it's a storyboard and a script, right? Just to get movie deals. Like they're not even trying to be comic books. They just want to. All right, we just need something so that we can show the movie executives. So it's kind of a weird. Uh, and actually, speaking of that, I know Brian K. Vaughn didn't necessarily do this, but Paper Girls is actually getting a show on Amazon. So I think you are, you and I are both going to love that, probably. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm sure he didn't do that with that with having, what, fifth, I'm, I, I've got like six, seven volumes. So yeah. I feel like that's that's a pretty large release. Like, right. the ones, a lot of the ones I listed, I kind of think might only go like eight or 12 issues. Yes. I don't, like, serial, I don't see Carmen going 50 serial right geiger i don't know everyone that i'm reading it feels kind of like you know the butcher of paris because the butcher of paris i think could have gone like 55 ish like Mm. they could have written that story out um and i think that's another one that was like kind of written so they can try to get a tv show yeah and Um, it's still very enjoyable really liked it glad i bought it and read it but i wish it it, i think it could have gone longer but yeah because there's stuff that you can do in comics that you can't do in tv and movies and that's the whole thing about um, so, I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Alan Moore is the writer of Watchmen, considered one yep, of the yep. best. I actually would say he's the overall best comic book writer of all time. Brian Kevon is my favorite, but I think Alan Moore is the best overall writer of all time. He became kind of disillusioned with the comic book industry in general because they they were taking his comics and adapting them into movies. But they weren't changing them to fit the form or the medium. So they're taking Watchmen or they're taking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is is actually a really good example. They took it, changed it into, you know, like censored it, watered it down and just threw it on the screen and said, look, here's a big budget superhero movie. And, And Alan Moore's like, that's not what I intended when I created these characters. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, F you. We own it, which is another reason why he, he kind of left and he became a, a wizard. This is literally in real life. He became a wizard and practices magic in his house. Now <laughs> doesn't write like he writes a, a few comics every couple of years, but it's not like what it, in the eighties he was putting out, you know, regular books. Sounds like some Aleister Crowley stuff. It definitely is. It is an interesting story. He's a weird guy, but I think he's the best writer of all time. And, and um, I think the, the Watchmen TV show, got much closer to his intent than the actual movie that Zack Snyder did. Even though I like that movie, it's not the comic. It's not what was intended when you read the comic. So that's have you read Watchmen? I can't remember. Yeah, I actually read okay. Watchmen like in high school. Yeah. That was one of the first ones I read. I read it when around the time the movie before the movie came out. Okay. Yeah, Alan Moore is is uh is great. I really but enjoyed it. Yep. The point of me saying all that is really you should have Different mediums should matter. It shouldn't be the exact same TV show to movie to comic book to novel. Like all of these things have their own pros and cons, and you should write for that medium. So, comic books, like being episodic, like you said, going 50, 70, 100 issues is like a strength that comics have versus TV shows and movies. They have a set amount of time. TV shows a lot more than movies, but it's like the amount of time that you can tell the story over. And then there's actually a really good, if you guys are like into comic books or if you want to get into comic books, there's a, a trilogy of books uh, written by Scott McCloud that are about understanding comic books. And I'm talking about, he's going into the, the mindset between the panels, things that are happening that are not on the page, but are happening in between the panels. He goes into depth. And I, I saw him talk um, at, uh, it was like a, like a college thing. And he was talking about it. And it was like, this is like, this is, should be taught in schools. This is great philosophy, but it's told in the form of a comic book. So it's, um, I think it's like understanding comics, um, reading comics and something else. It was, there's three of them by Scott McCloud. They all have comics in the title. If you guys really care about comics and, and want to get into the weeds, those books are great to learn. 
and more <laughs> deep cuts yeah. from the Marvel comic King. Oh wait, so did you did you like Carmen? I know. So yes. I, you like the art. So you did like yeah. yeah I, I, think I like I thought, it. I want to see where it's going. Um, the and that's what a good first Im, uh, image. I was gonna say a good first issue always does is it locks you in and hooks you in on okay, I want to see what happens next. So that's what the first issue of Carmen did. Besides the art being fantastic, I just liked the storytelling and the way that they kind of... The base concept of the story yes. is very cool. Like yeah. it's, cool. It's, it's easy to understand, but then no, you know there's going to be nuances and changes. And, yes. and this is... I'm not going to spoil this one. So it's very interesting. I don't... You know, I'm sure it's not the first Angel story. That's not yeah. much of a spoiler right away. But... I felt the story was unique in my world of the stories I know. Right. So what do you have? So just to wrap it up relatively quick, we're running a little long on time, boys and girls, but it's a good, it's a good running a little bit long. What, uh, I threw at you as kind of, I knew you'd have a lot to throw in back at me. Do you have one or two books that you have read that you just like, okay, this is just hold over my, your head that you're maybe reading now, just finished anything that you think is worth thrown in on this comic discussion well, actually i want to throw in we talked about this in you know i always try to recommend books that i think that you will like there is a book that we I, we might have talked about it on the the wandavision show it's just called the vision and yep, tom king yes it takes place in virginia actually let me throw this on there now actually, <laughs> i meant to I meant to do it a while ago which if anybody knows fink or if you've listened to previous episodes VA is... I represent Virginia so hard, everything will make you throw up. <laughs> Fink is about. What up, and Pharrell Williams? So Tim that Lynn. comic being set in Virginia immediately made me think about you. But then also, it's an amazing look into the Vision's life and his the psychology. Like That's, to me, the psychology is the most interesting thing about anything. I, I love learning about why people think the way they do and why they make the decisions they do. So the vision and also the art is fantastic, but it goes into the vision's mindset of him wanting to have a family and the family trying to be normal, even though they're all androids, they're all robots. So them trying to fit in at school, them trying to have a normal life at home, all of those things and everything goes horribly wrong. I'll just put it that way. Um, nothing, nothing goes well for them trying to live a normal life. I'll just leave it at that. But I would highly recommend. I'm rarely ever does <laughs> that book is. I would say the best comic I've read in the last ten years. I, I recently finished it um, on a trip to Texas uh, a couple months ago. I had, I had it on my list to read for a while since it it can't it had come out. Um, I want to say 2017. So I had it on my list, but I finally got a chance to just sit down and, and plow through it. So I would highly recommend... The Vision by Tom King. Yes. Um, Mr. Miracle is another highly recommended Tom King book. I didn't enjoy it as much as The Vision, but there's a lot of stuff about suicide and depression, anxiety, all intertwined inside of... Mr. Miracle, who is a Jack Kirby creation from the 60s. And Jack Kirby is considered like the king of comics. They call him Jack King Kirby. He was writing and drawing like 12 books a month. And people today can barely get out one book if we're lucky. And this guy was like banging them out. And he was over here creating like Fantastic Four with Stan Lee and and X-Men and like ton of Marvel characters that you know a thor was another one like he was the first artist so the way that the characters looked was based on like his mind but he went over to dc and they said they stole him away from marvel basically by saying you can do whatever you want it was kind of like getting lebron james (laughs) away from nike and just being like you can do whatever you want with any shoe you want that's what they do with um jack kirby so he went crazy, and this is a whole other episode, but he went crazy on what's called the fourth world, and he created like ton of characters. Mr. Miracle 
uh, Darkseid is another one who is kind of like the DC version of Thanos. And he became, he came before Thanos, although now, because of the movies, Thanos is more popular. But Darkseid is basically the blueprint for what Thanos became. And Jack Kirby came up with that. Um, but anyways, Mr. Miracle is one of those characters from the fourth world. And nobody's really ever tackled him the way that Tom King did in this uh, Mr. Miracle storyline. Um, and so I, I would actually recommend that one as well. If, if you're wanting not necessarily like big pew pew superhero stuff, even though there is like a war that takes place in it, you don't see the war. So it's like they go off panel and come back. All right, that was a nice war. We, we killed a lot of people. All right, we're back. Now let's get back to talking about suicide and, and depression. So Mr. Miracle. So I just added the vision. Yes. Make sure you put the vision number one because that's like, like I said, that's my favorite. Yeah, I got the, the complete series I wrote down. So, yes. all right. All right. Yeah, so you, you, su- you suggest the superheroes. I suggest the indies. Yeah. And I and love both. It. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You you definitely have intro- – I mean, Paper Girls, you introduced me to. So, um, oh, yeah. I mean, the only did, difference is now I'm just, like, rapidly consuming it. You just already have all the knowledge. Did you start Saga? I can't remember. I have uh, – I think I've finished – I'm all the – read all of it, oh, I think. I think. But I think it's been more than five years since I finished okay. it. Okay. I, I might well, no, need no, to No, no, like 2018. So when it was finishing, I think I got up to like a year before – so to, what? when did it stop? Like 2017 or 18? I think so. So yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. I may have actually read all of it up until like when it was actively coming out, like the last okay. couple issues. Yeah. Um, I might even have a floppy of that from oh, 18. Dang. Yeah, I might have to th- go back and and because I forgot where I was. That's the good thing about the iPad, though. Um, it remembers your place if you're oh, reading yes. on, like let's say, Comicsology or that if you iPad. have other places. It's like you know exactly where you left off. So I, I need to get back into Saga. I keep saying that every year. I'm like, I'm gonna get caught up on Saga this year, and I I just keep putting it off. Yep, yep. man. This has been a fat... We could have gone another two, three yes. hours, to be honest. I mean, if we yes. really went deep into how I actually like Immortal Hulk and Daredevil now and how oh. I've been starting to like superhero... Well, yes. I mean, I've always liked them, but meaning yes. I've now actually am more open to reading more of the traditional stuff while, like... It's like the indies are the ones that I'm like, yes, I need them. Yes. I need them every week, every week, because yes. those are the ones I'm reading that are coming out. But then I've got, you know, uh, 50,000 pages of your... I mean, not even just saying they're all traditional stories because Paper Girls is not, and Paper Girls yeah. has been out for some time. So it's been really awesome. This has been probably the more unique storylines I've been able to. I mean, I've I've always been a big reader, like a book reader, a novel reader, nonfiction, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So I've always liked reading. These are very unique stories, and that's what I, has been bringing me to comic books because it's a lot of people who are who could be writing for TV. So it's got yes. a lot of a similar right. feel, the similar payoff, similar arch arcs story yes. arcs so i've been really getting into comic books and that's why we put this in with this particular episode of seasons change yeah. with low key because it was comic book related we went long but that's okay justin this is we're hitting our stride we're Woo! gonna have a we're gonna have a new logo coming at you yes. we're gonna have yes. my boy scott taylor art get us a little beat up in here yeah. for the intro and outro yeah. we got we we got big things coming for all of you listeners, and where can they find you on the internet, my boy? You Easiest can, place. You're easy to find. Your name's easy. Yes. My name is pretty much where you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, um, Vactor, V-A-C-T-O-R. And I'm trying to start streaming some more games on Twitch. So my Twitch name is Vactor Twitch. So... Hopefully, I'll be uh, putting some more stuff on there. But yeah, my name, Vactor, is where you can find me. Yes, yes. And he's always putting out that good, fresh content. All his podcasts he's spinning out there. What are you up to? Three? Are you on three podcasts right now? Actually, I am. uh, So our Star Wars podcast is taking a break. And we're going to be starting up um, actually a comic book podcast with the same co-host as the star wars podcast and that one's going to be called five years later uh because basically it's been about five years since we've been regularly reading comics and we're trying to get back into it so i am eventually going to have three podcasts going 
There we go. There we go. And you can find me. I'm rebranding right now on the action. Not, nothing crazy. <laughs> I did t- change my Twitter and Instagram to the same name, though. Hey. Now, so you can find it. So it's Finkel757, you know, repping that 752 down VA. F I N K L E 757, Finkel757 on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Nice. Mostly just posting when I'm appearing on stuff. I was on the Bearded Betters podcast last week. That was my first, that was my debut on there. That was a great episode, by the way. I thought so. I was on the front lines of the College World Series, bringing it to them. Missed my pick by just a little bit, but did really well. Sports betting is another interest of mine. So that's, you can come at me with that. But um, other than that, hey, this is a great episode. This was a whopper, Justin. It was... And I want to thank everybody for listening. Continue to subscribe if you haven't. Leave us a message. Actually, on Anchor, you can leave us a voicemail. So do that and let us know what you want us to talk about. My boy, Mr. Fink, and I will be back next week for some more Seasons Change.